It's the podcast that shakes and stirs up pharmacy. Welcome to PBN On The Rocks. So, this is the actual first podcast I've been on. Ever? Ever. I, I've never really? Been on, yes. I, I've never been on a podcast. Uh, welcome, newbie. Yeah. It's my comeback tour. Yes. Look at me! Actually, I'm on my full fucking on podcast. Like- so I, I've said this before on my website is what brought me back was um, number one, I have time. Uh, number two, with all the PBM bullshit going on, I have actual material. My kids are older. So now I have time to sit in my office and write angry rants with a bunch of swear words. Um, Yay! Love that. Yay! Love that Yay! Well done for me. Um, that's why I'm drinking Black Velvet. The pharmacist choice. Of people Ooh. who have like a ninety thousand dollar dir bill. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That lawsuit though, that's pretty fucking great. At least yes. someone's doing stuff. But the thing is, is that lawsuit's the exact thing we wanted NCPA to do forever ago when they dropped it, and they were mm-hmm. like, oh, "Oh, so it's like, yeah, we got this class action suit going on, but we asked NCPA to do that forever ago, and now they're just like." <laughs> We're advising on this, and we're going to take credit for it. Motherfuckers! That was literally what you were supposed to do the first time! And they're like, <laughs> we got the DRR fees moved to the front, so you're welcome. I'm telling you, once DIR fees moved to uh, to being displayed at the transaction point, you see reimbursements, nobody's getting their meds. No, no. <laughs> Nobody. Everyone's going to be like, uh, yeah, this brand name med, no. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of stock everything yeah i'm out of stock i mean i'm already out of stock everything because there's so many fucking shortages <laughs> this month alone we spent like forty three thousand dollars just on ozempic just on oh ozempic God. Yeah. Oh yeah God. and you're Whoa. not making any money on it no that's the thing no not. one's making no. money on it no that's why no. it made me mad when fucking etna called me today asking if i could feel an ozempic for one of their patients that wasn't one of mine no, fuck you. No, we no, we we don't do that. If people call and say, "Oh, do you have Wegovy? Oh, do you have Ozempic?" We're like, "No, we're out. No, nope. we're out." Nope. Mm-hmm. It don't matter well, if I got a fridge full of it. They're calling for Ozempic. It's no because my patients get it first. Yeah, no. it's and and right now I don't know if it's happening where you guys are at, but like Norco is super hard to get. Like it's super hard to get. Yeah. Uh, all of our wholesalers, you know, they mm-hmm. do the whole like three-month average and only allow us to to you know buy 80 percent so like walgreens and stuff are all out of it so we get all these patrons calling and it's just like oh you know uh, i want to see if you have something in stock oh what is it oh you know yeah. it's what's it called it's called like hydrocode no no yeah. i mean i nope. tell them straight up i'll take you as a patient you've got to get everything with me though because i'm not just going to feel like your control scripts well yeah and then they're mm-hmm. just like oh but my my insurance won't let me fill at your pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and that's that's what they say. It's like, oh, you know, I get everything through Humana mail order, but they don't. Wow. Uh, but 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 they won't fill controls. I was like, well, that sounds like a problem between you and them. Yeah, I'm not if, doing it. If they want to be your, yeah, I, it's like I'm not going to be your league. I'm not going to be your fucking dope dealer. Yeah, and exactly. I, I'm not going to carry all the high risk fills for what two bucks under cost. Exactly. It's like the PBMs want to get us in trouble with the DEA, so they started doing this to get our like 
our actual ratios off because you yeah. get people they get forced to like mm-hmm. go to CVS or go to whatever for all their uh, maintenance meds, but they're still allowed to get their controls with us, and CVS won't fill them. So yeah. it's like you're gonna skew my fucking metrics. It makes no. me look bad. No, and I'm- my metrics like I already got to try to keep them chill because I'm in a college town, so I get a bunch of like Adderall scripts and stuff. So I try to uh, make sure like I'm getting everything else. Yeah. So you know, no, it's something you it, always worry about. No, and I, I told people, I'm just like, no, I'm not your dope dealer. And I'm I'm up front. I'm like, I'm not gonna fill just your pain pills. If you want to bring everything over here and, and I give them I give them three months. Cause you know, if they got a 90 day fill at Walgreens, you know, that gives them enough time to they should be out by three months. And mm-hmm. after three months I see that Norco eScrub. I say, hey, listen, you, you didn't get any of your other stuff here during that time. I can't do your pain yeah. pills. I'm not your dope dealer. Yeah. You know, and they get pissed off and they yell and they cuss. But I, oh, they I, don't in my pharmacy. Oh, they get banned I well, immediately. Well, well, no, I, I, I don't put up with that. Shit. Yeah. No, yeah. If if they start like giving my clerk shit, I'm like, hey, listen, you can take your prescription and go fucking somewhere else. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really give a fuck. I got a Walgreens across the street from me. Yeah. Go over there and see how much they take it. Oh my god! And but on that know. happy note, uh, Angry Farm, we know you're drinking black velvet, and uh, um, thank you because now I have that. Song what have you named head. it though? What have you named your drink? Well, I can't use DAR fees because you know you. I've not announced mine yet. No, you. you well, <laughs> spoiler alert! Someone already fucking stole that. Um, I guess this is I don't know. Angry pharmacy juice. Okay. That works. Did I get spilt all over myself? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's what happens when we drink from the bottle instead of using Uh, it. You know, it's got this damn, like, look, it's got this, like, cap thing inside. Yeah, I don't. Oh, it's a plastic bottle with a cap, and you're just, oh, dear. It's like a bartender stopper. Old fraternity trick. Just tear that governor off. It's easy. It's just a little plastic (laughs) cap. Just tear it off. Words, words, words. You're Tear the governor off. Trust Fucking me. shut up, you damn jelly. <laughs> um, wow. And so since we're such good friends, Jeremy. <laughs> Hi. What did it, I, tell, tell us about your beverage. My beverage. My beverage is simply Jameson Irish whiskey. And I didn't frill it up this time. I didn't frill it up with ice cubes like I normally do. No frills here. Or it is a just straight Jameson, or even a glass. Straight Jameson out of the bottle. I call it the DIR fee. Yeah. It pretty much hits you right in the fucking face, yeah. and you feel it really hard later. Must not be very much DIR fees if you're drinking out of a glass bottle. <laughs> yeah, instead of a plastic. You look at this brand name shit. I'm just drinking generic. <laughs> I'm a man of some taste, at least. Uh, what's some of DW1 your booze taste? It wasn't so bad until the other, like a few years ago when they started stacking on those uh, BERGER fees. That's when they really fucking killed me because I have all private insurance here. Medicare D, I didn't give a shit about DR fees, whatever. And then they. See, that's why you're drinking Jameson. That's why you're drinking Jameson. You think I was saving? I opened in 2016. (laughs) I barely have a house. (laughs) That is your house. You're just living in the hole in the wall in the basement. Yeah, this is this is I actually rent this. Yeah, it's a storage <laughs> unit. It's your studio. It, this is my storage it's a, unit. It's a storage unit. Like a serial killer. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Lauren, what about you? Know. you? <laughs> um, I'm drinking pumpkin cider. 
Ooh, I, I love pumpkin fall. cider. <laughs> I'm a fall. So, hey, well, black velvet glass. What's bottle. it name though? Ace? Pumpkin oh, cider. Um, let's see. Since it's beer, I could do a playoff B E R, but <laughs> I'd rather just be like F U C V S. So, fuck you, CVS. Boring. Whatever gets me through of... the day, Jeremy. Whatever gets me through the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I have um, straight Scotch whiskey with a red wine chaser, and we're going to call this the Come Visit Satan, the CVS. Oh, 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 oh. Well, you know, after the events of today. Since on the day we're recording, um, CVS has been getting a bit of comeuppance that tanked their stock, which I have never been so happy to see a downward red line. Didn't go far enough. They have no clue the train wreck's coming. And I've talked to the fucking financial corpo gluckers who are just like, oh, but look at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the fucking corpo gr- gluckers that are the financial bros on Twitter. They're just like, yeah, but look at hor- healthcare and look at all these roll-ups and look what they're doing. You fucking idiot. They could do this. It's a fucking train wreck. You all have no clue what's coming down. And this is just a little hint of it. You a have hint time for of that? It. Imagine, imagine what will happen whenever the CVS pharmacist, if just a few more cities did it at the same time. It's going to be a fucking shit show if they do it right. This, okay. this is just the start. Did you guys see um, one of the comments on our pizza post was somebody shared a screenshot. Walgreens pharmacists are planning the same thing. Oh, that's beautiful. See, I called it. I called it. With you the did. Yeah, absolutely he did. Called he did, it. did earlier. Called it. Hmm? No, All they, they should. Yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, that's they got it coming. I mean, really, they got it coming. And of course, APHA, because I got shit on APHA. That's kind of my stick now, you know, for a national association to give out such a watered down, like, oh, come look at our, you know, our standards and employers and employees should have a conversation <laughs> with this. And CPHA just comes in and says, you know what? Fuck CVS. Fuck all them. <laughs> CVS caused it by themselves and their fucking PBM. Yeah, that was the best thing yeah. that happened. CPHA, I take back all the shit talking I did about Amazon supporting your event, even though I think it's wrong. But that's called water under the bridge. You redeemed yourself. Amazon's just like, they don't know how to run a pharmacy. They got all these like high paid fucking advisors and they still couldn't fucking figure it out. Well, Amazon's not going to do shit. Well, I think the big thing is they're going to have a problem with uh, HIPAA compliance. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) They got to have like, they would have to have like just a separate system just for their pharmacy. Their checkout has to be HIPAA compliant. I I really think that's going to be an issue for them. Whether or not it's going to make or break everything. Well, it's not killed GoodRx yet, and it should have. You you know the reason why GoodRx exists? Have I like brought this? I mean, because I think it's common knowledge at this point. Is that in PBM contracts there is a clause saying that you must charge the PBM lesser than your usual and customary which is your cash price, your private pay. So that's a clause in almost all PBM contracts, which means that, you know, if you go buy Viagra or something, you know, you, you have to charge the cash pay patient the same as you charge the PBM. What the issue is, is now with GoodRx, you're not charging your usual and customary. You're processing nope. it through a third party. Therefore, that clause doesn't apply. Yep. So that's what GoodRx whole stick is. And plus they charge what? 
there's a five dollar like transaction fee every time you bill to them. Yes, and that's <laughs> the thing is, they act like they're the way around all that when there's been ways around that for fucking the entire existence of it. Usual and customary is such bullshit. All those laws yeah. are so fucking ridiculous. I know. So that's that's really what the point of GoodRx is. Is that since you're processing it through through a third party, legally you're not charging your, your usual and customary. You're charging GoodRx is the there to get a decent like cash price out of a chain. That's it. That's that's it. And that's and it. and they ding you five dollar processing fee, which is normally they come back with your is what you're usually like. You know, everyone talks about, you know, the whole like cost plus method of, of billing, which I mean, does have some merit for the cheap stuff. But the problem with cost plus is that no one's going to play cost plus for Junovia or Jardiance or Zempic or whatever the fuck. You would have to get rebates out of it entirely. If you got yeah. rebates out, you'd be able or to like do a, it. Or, or, so here's the thing of all these people who talk about cost plus is that. Okay, so you use the third party for the Jardians for the high dollar stuff, and you charge cost plus for the cheap stuff. Oh, well, you're talking about actual. Oh, you're talking about Cubans. I thought you were talking about the method of doing cost. Plus, no, no, no. Not I'm not, uh, company. Okay. Oh no, yeah, I'm talking about the method. The method of doing yeah. cost plus. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Okay. I'm people fine. are saying cost plus, but if you use a third party for the Jardians, for the Genuvia, for the diabetic meds, and the PBM doesn't have a record of you giving that patient a statin or lisinopril. The money you make on the cost plus transaction, you are losing in DIR fees down, down the road. Yeah. Because they're going to charge you because the actual third party doesn't have a record of you being on a statin because you're charging cost plus. True. But it doesn't matter anyway. I'm a quote unquote five star pharmacy and they still fucking rake me over the coals. What's it mm -hmm. matter? Like, oh, I got a few hundred dollars back this year. You are a five-star pharmacy? Who the fuck? I'm a five-star pharmacy. Fuck what do you them. What do you fill, like four scripts a day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you be a five-star pharmacy? I don't even do MTMs. Look at, look at <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, so my Part D patients, I mean, I get their stuff, and I fill for them, and I take good care of them, and it's like, I'm a five-star pharmacy, I guess. God, fuck. Look at you. <laughs> look at you. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Man, I still don't make money on Part D. <laughs> That's how you can afford that fancy Jameson. Yeah, bottle. no shit. <laughs> Look at him, my thirty dollar bottle of Jameson. Oh, the the fucking guy who's who's doing all Part D and Medicaid is, is fucking drinking black velvet, and Mister like five star pharmacy here drinking brand name Jameson out of the bottle. I've done <laughs> I've not done an MTM in three years. <laughs> I know, MTMs were such. They're the bullshit. Oh my god! And they still all are bullshit. APHA hasn't said anything about ATMs. Now they're all like horny about provider status. Oh, provider status. That'll provider. be the other MTMs. It's oh, like, you could bill for your counseling. Yeah, and then yeah. they'll take it out of us by not paying us for the drugs. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not going to pay us more. Like so, they got shareholders to take care of. They don't give a fuck about us. So I could spend forty five minutes counseling a patient that they're not going to listen to me anyways on how to take their meds, yeah. and get paid what twenty bucks. Yeah, and then we're going to have to document it all. So it's going to be a ton of fucking work that I don't yeah. want to do. No, it's like we don't have time for that shit. No, I mean at least but, they reimburse decent on immunization. But even still, though, you've got all these costs that people don't realize. You know, the cost of the gloves, the cost of the cost of the band aid, the cost of the alcohol wipe, the cost of the syringe. Which in California you have to use a safety syringe 
So either you're getting yeah. vanishing point or those weird clicky things. Yeah, that twenty dollars were paid on top of cost that goes away pretty quickly. We're it not does. making it done. No, especially and, when you consider labor. Yeah, and then you consider labor and no, and then the, the record keeping, you gotta log it Processing. in. Processing. Yeah, it's you know, it starts nickel and diming you, and then next thing you know, like you're just making what, four bucks a prescription? Yeah. We're I the bitches say, of the entire Would it be healthcare. realistic to say that with the cost of the supplies and the labor, you're either breaking even or almost underwater? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. the COVID shots were a little better because they paid 40. And so you had a little bit of profit there. But the thing is, is you also gave out so many free COVID shots that if you weren't like, didn't even know about the program, you could bill for it. Like me, most of the COVID shots I gave out were completely free because it was to people without insurance or whatever. And so all of the man hours that were put into that, I pretty much at that point kind of broke even. I didn't make money off of the COVID shots. But Lauren, I see also... you nodding. Is Was it the same for you in Illinois? Yeah, we had a lot of issues with some of our patients with insurance not going through. And at that point, it's kind of like, well, you still feel like you need to give them the vaccine. So we did. And, and that's really the thing that I think that the PBMs really prey on is that, you know, we're people. We went into this profession, uh, you know, to help people. God knows it wasn't for the money. So we do help people. So, yeah, I mean, if someone comes in and they're insurance doesn't pay for something i mean the right thing the quote-unquote right thing to do would be to just give it and maybe make it up somewhere else you know maybe right. they get script from you and one's yep. like a good reimburser we make like 20 bucks above cost and you kind of make it up elsewhere as opposed to you know a doctor's office you know oh your insurance doesn't go through well looks like you're paying cash and well, we're gonna send you to collections yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah you know I'm not saying all doctors' offices are like that because I, I know quite a few doctors who who no, do. Of actually course, they're great. Do so, yeah. But they're no, great. they're they're also. We have to recognize that people not being bitches is not bad. Like people acting <laughs> like little bitches out there, and we're guilty of it because we don't want to see people go without their meds, and it sucks. But doctors' offices are at least nicer, and the physicians are better about like getting a little separation there so that the billing people can be like oh but it's not going through so you got to pay cash like there is some separation there where we're right there right in people's yeah. faces mm -hmm. and dealing with them so it's a little harder and that's why you have people who can't afford something they call and they ask for you and it's it's hard to tell them no it, it, it is because i mean really you do especially if you are in a uh, independent setting where your patients are more than just like a number or just a cash stream like the chains i mean a lot of chains do have their patients and you know i i don't blame the pharmacists who work for the chains for actually caring about their patients but at the same time they're restricted by corporate policy and metrics and 40 shots an hour you know like we're seeing with cvs i mean i think people come to independence for the service the problem mm -hmm. is that now that's starting to become uh economically infeasible and that's just the fact of the matter, because the PBMs know that. I mean, they know that, you know, we can give you a, a contract of, you know, AWP minus 30% plus zero dollars, and that you'll take it, because if that not- That one's awful. 
Yeah, though <laughs> that express script. They they copied oh, yeah. the Tricare t- contract. That's what they did. I yeah. knew as soon as that Tricare contract actually got accepted, that's what they tried to do across the board. We're not going to be able to take brand fucking name coming up. Mm-hmm. No, it, it is. I mean, you would have to get like wholesaler acquisition costs minus like. 11% just to break even or like I would have to go to Canada. You're I, closer to Canada I than I am, Jeremy. I'd have to buy all my shit from Mexico, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I hey, mean, Lauren, you're the closest to Canada. Maybe. Silence. <laughs> Silence. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm in Illinois, so. That's it, further north than me. I feel like we're almost lateral, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, we're I'm, not lateral. I'm in Blacksburg. I'm I'm in California, so you're all just east of me. So I have no idea. <laughs> I only know Oregon, Washington, and then Mexico. Oh, and That's Nevada. It. Yeah. Your map of Lauren, the United what's your States. Town? What's your is. Lauren, Everyone what is your town? I forget. Decatur. Decatur? Illinois. Uh-huh. Illinois. You're me. There's are you Google mapping this? There's I'm a Google map the fuck out of this shit. You give me <laughs> there's a movie about my town that Matt Damon started. Matt so. Damon. Matt, Matt you know Damon. how farther north you are than me? How much? All right, all right, all right. A whole a quarter hold of on, California. I'm, I'm gonna send you this bullshit. <laughs> a quarter of California. Blacksburg to Decatur, Illinois. We're not you're not driving to my house and then driving to Canada. We will have in-betweens. Okay. I've watched the Sopranos. I know how this works. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Blacksburg, Virginia. I, I, I don't. I got nothing. And you know, while he's uh, googling geography, I would like to say that <laughs> I am, I am the king bitch of the pharmacy world because I bitch about everything, you and do. it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> this is my great comeback tour. I mean, what? I took a break for like. You did. You were gone for a while. Yeah. Well, you know, shit happens. Life happens. So yeah. That doesn't mean. Like, I, I, I don't. What? How many hours? <laughs> It's nine, almost 10 hours. Well, 10 hours. You are way farther north. Okay, so half a California. You're half a California away. (laughs) On the map, Canada looks closer to you than it does to me. It really don't. (laughs) Okay, so we are not talking about illegally importing lower cost drugs from Canada because that would be illegal. And we're all law abiding. No, we're totally talking about it. We'll never do it, but we're talking about it. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. So yeah, I mean, uh, Twitter has been an absolute shit show. I'm really kind of shocked that the actual doctors are involved now in this. Of course, you know, they get involved because it affects them now. Oh you know? yeah, they were I handing mean, out those good RX cards fucking yeah, left and right. I, I mean, and I mean, they're just like, oh, they're coming for us now. You fucking kidding me. Well, heaven <laughs> forbid, we've been dealing with this shit for what, for 10 years? And now all of a sudden, oh my God, it's been this big issue. I'm like, I had one fucking have the fucking audacity to come at me the other day when I was just like, well, maybe you shouldn't hand out good RX cards because they're coming for you too. And they were just like, how am I going to get my patient this or that when I've got, I have to worry about them. Stop Fuck writing. You. Why don't, stop why don't you write it off of their fucking shit. bill? Why don't you take it off their fucking bill and you subsidize their bullshit? Fuck stop. them sometimes. They're ridiculous. <laughs> stop sometimes. Writing. All the time. You know, no, I like physicians, but no, I I do. But here, here's the thing: is that they were late to the battle. We begged them. Oh, begged they're them for they're years. so late to the battle, and they see their Medicare Part D patients, which aren't like dual eligible Medicare and Medicaid. Okay, so they see they're just straight Medicare Part D patients 
They give him Jardians. They give him Genuvia. And then surprise face, like in April, they're like in the coverage gap. They can't afford any of this shit. Because on the coverage gap, well, yeah. Because you gave them like $4,000 worth of brand name meds <laughs> when they could have just been on Metformin and Glybride or whatever, some generic shit with zero, with low copays or zero copays. And now you're all like scrambling. It's like y- you don't get it. it. Yeah, you don't get it. And you, we try to explain it to you. Hey, listen, maybe you shouldn't give all your all your straight Medicare Part D patients who have like a coverage gap or aka the donut hole which is still you know some foreign unfathomable concept because you know the government loves to make things so clear and straightforward they don't have um, to deal with billing it, like, well, we're exactly. the only ones like they well, have exactly. to deal with it it feels like well i mean i've been saying for what how long have i done this since what oh six oh seven five yeah longer than jeremy's been alive so um <laughs> so, i'm 36 <laughs> When you were still a wee lad in high school, I started <laughs> the angry pharmacist. So, no, I, I've been saying this so for a long time. It's just pharmacy is the human shield of medicine. Yeah. When there's a complaint about your doctor didn't like approve your refill or, you know, prior auth hasn't been approved, they come to us and they yell at us as if we have something to do with it, which we don't. I mean, if we could send the prior auth, by God, we could, but we can't. So the patients come in. Why is my copay so high? Last year, I didn't pay this. Well, you change plans. But they yell at us. And yeah. it sucks because we're the ones who they can just walk into our store. And they always have that, that like huffy, like fast walk attitude when they come into the front doors. I'm just like, what the fuck are they going to bitch about now? And they do. And, and they bitch about how their doctor, you know, I have an appointment scheduled for six months from now, but I need a refill now. My doctor didn't send refills in. It's like. You know, if, you say, if, oh, man, that sucks. And then they go on and you say, oh, man, that sucks. And you repeat that five to ten times and eventually the conversation's <laughs> over. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I in, a, in a perfect world, we could. I mean, if we work for the chains, we could. But problem yeah. is we don't. And and, and and that's what and that's I have really... a feeling the people who work for the chains don't have time to repeat that phrase five to ten times. They um, probably have the opportunity to repeat it once, maybe twice. And then at that point, their time limit is up and they're required to go on to the next patient, regardless of what that patient needs. Well, that's true. I mean, that's true. And, you know, I, I really do feel for for the chain pharmacists, like all the CVS, the Walgreens, uh, Rite Aid, while they're still in business. But also, know. fuck them. They chose to work. Yeah. They yes did take no. that sign on bonus. Yeah, they yes took that no. sign-on bonus, and they did. I but mean, also, well, I feel for them, and I'm glad they're I feel taking a stand. I feel but also, take- fuck them. But then, We've but- been taking a stand forever. They're kind of like scabs at this point, except the ones that are walking out. God, you are such a hard ass. I, I thought I, I was, was born into this. I was. Hey, listen, I'm the fucking angry one here. You're like the, wish- the asshole. You are just like the wish.com version of me. So, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, You're man. Right. I've never been called the wish.com version of anything. Damn. You, you are. <laughs> Yeah, you're the wish.com version of me, buddy. So, uh, but that but, was but, hurtful. But here's the thing. I mean, it's it, fine. It, I don't have feelings. I know you don't. That's why he said it. That's why he said it. I mean, 
you have no feelings. I don't have any feelings. So, um, I mean, here's the thing, though. And in, in defense of, of all, as my boss calls them, the chain pukes, um, is that, you know, there are no independents. I mean, nobody now, at least in California, has the absolute capital to start an independent pharmacy, not with yeah. the reimbursements, not with the DIR fees, not with you. You got to pay for your software vendor. You need to, you know, pay the for California's huge power bills. You know, you got to pay for the staff. It's super hard. I couldn't start a pharmacy. I, yeah. I have the knowledge to start a pharmacy if the you're not is, in already you're you're yeah, not getting in right you now. don't yeah. and, and and that's pretty much like the sad thing is that uh independents are really like priced out of starting I, I and and that's just the fact of the matter like nobody's opening up independence anymore because we can't no one can afford it i mean who's gonna afford to you know stock half a million dollars in inventory just to service your patients and to set up the infrastructure to do that yeah. So and I mean, three-fourths of the cost Twitter, of that inventory. PCMA's Twitter says that the independent pharmacy market is growing and thriving. Oh, they're hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're also, they're also smoking crack. I wish I could smoke. <laughs> anyone right now maybe who I is... can cope throughout the day. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't anyone... know what crack they are on. So I, if I, those numbers are accurate, you don't – I don't think they are. There's – they can't be. They're using no, NCPDP data. Yeah, they're, they're oh, doing... yeah, that's right. It's the NCPDP data. And yeah, the NCPDP which... data has pharmacies that have been closed for, you know, five, six years, but still count them as an actual pharmacy. Or if someone buys out a pharmacy, they count both. Yeah, yeah. they count both. Yeah, because you can't yeah. reuse NCPDP numbers. God. Right but now, yeah, it's no. really just all us. We, we have to outlast. It's I mean, really that's going to be who's who's left at the end of this. That's yeah, all it is. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that is. I mean, it, it's this is the gauntlet for independent pharmacies. Yeah. I mean, this is it. You know, at least we're getting some traction. My fear personally is that uh, once the lobbying money stops, you know, of all these like politicians, they're going to just be silent, ignore it. Either that or they're going to say, well, okay, so we're going to implement a DAR fee starting, you know, 2029, you know, to give the PBMs chance to update their systems. Yep. And, and at that point, we're all done, you know. And, it's all going to be delayed. Yeah, you know, once we're all done, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been saying this for fucking years, is that once we're all done, McKesson, Amerisource, all those big wholesalers, the, the major change are going to go to them and say, um, yeah, we want WAC minus 25%. And they can't say shit. So, I mean, independents historically have been the counterbalance for the chains. You know, we are the reason why there are secondary wholesalers out on the market. The chains don't use secondary wholesalers. They have their own wholesalers. McKesson, Cardinal, ABC, you know, those. We use the health sources, the IPCs, the, you know, ANDA, as I call them, ANDA Panda, because they're mascots of Panda so cute so i mean it's <laughs> it, it's gonna be a reckoning when all there are are the chains and they're gonna go to these small pbms and say yeah we want like awp minus 10 percent plus six bucks or you just lost thirty thousand stores in your network and you know i if i were one of the chains i would gladly eat the like three million dollar antitrust suit because i'm gonna make that up tenfold 
just fucking the shit out of these wholesalers. Like there are, they will just be printing money when there's no counterbalances. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, you gotta we'll put think out what they're doing is we are the low hanging fruit and they're trying to they're trying to show like growth to their investors. And if you look at their their actual share prices going up whenever like the squeezes really started coming in with us independents, it really started going up when they started squeezing us. Well, yeah, so they're they- trying to show the growth to their shareholders the same way like the PBMs are everyone else. It's all greed. Everything's just run by fucking greed right now. And they're not thinking long-term. They're not. You're right. They're not thinking long-term. Yeah, they aren't. Yeah, I think that once all the independents are gone, then like, you know, the small grocery store chains, you know, you know, the Rayleigh's Pharmacy, you know, the Safeway Pharmacy, all those are going to be next because they're not going to be, they'll come for them next. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Really, with with the CVS walkouts, like if Walgreens are doing it now, this is probably uh, the reckoning of, of chain pharmacy right now. I mean, we haven't heard from Rite Aid, but really, I think Rite Aid pharmacists right now are probably looking for other jobs. They uh, did, Rite Aid Corporation just filed Chapter 11. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, props out to my followers who are with Rite Aid. I mean, do I do feel for you. Like, you know, your your company made some bad decisions. You guys are going to get fucked in this bankruptcy. Hopefully somebody takes you over who isn't a dick, doesn't have metrics. So you guys can continue to work, you know, with your same staff, everything else. Because staff So matters. not CBS. I don't care. Fuck you. You work for a chain. <laughs> why, the, I, why am I the one, the one who's angry is in his name, calling you out for this shit? I kind of jealous. No. Yeah, you I'm jealous. Be, don't be as bitter as Jeremy because he's very dark. Oh, I the am. dark pharmacist, the dark lord, right there. The dark lord. You're the dark lord. Hey, listen. We do not speak. His I, name. I'm. I, I'm. No, I'm, I have pharmacists, dark. friends that work for Rite Aid, and I'm very sorry that that's happening to them. But it's also, not. I told you all through pharmacy school not to work for the fucking chains and not be a bitch. So, you know, I fucking told you so. I will fucking grind until I'm fucking dirt poor rather than sell out to the chain. So, you know, I told you so. so When I graduated, okay, so when I took the state boards, California has its own state boards. At that time, California, it wasn't the NAPLEX like you all, like Jeremy took because he's young. California had their own state board. When I was walking out of the state boards, like here I am, I took the biggest test of my life two days essay questions would you fill the script you know brandon generic when the actual like spelling mattered you had all the chains outside offering you 20 30 30,000 yep. sign on bonuses like wow. yeah 20 30 40,000 sign on bonuses like you don't even know if you passed the boards or not so spoiler alert you did <laughs> a spoiler alert i did yeah or, yeah, I mean, the change were just gunning for pharmacists. So bad. That was bad. during the shortage. That's, that's how that we got during fucked the in some ways, though, because everyone saw that, and then they were just like, I want to get into pharmacy. And we got a flood of people who did not give a shit about our entire profession. Yeah. Uh, when I was in- they're all getting elected to positions in our advocacy groups. I know. They're all working for <laughs> APHA. They all work for APHA and, and don't know, you know, what real life is like because, you know, they're no. all giving giving handshakes and uh, and awards to each other. 
you know. I did not for- think shakes was going to be the word you said there, so I'm glad you said handshakes <laughs> instead of uh, something else. I mean, their their half-hearted support of all the CVS pharmacists who walked out about, oh, you have a dialogue with your employer. No! CVS doesn't give a fuck. I used to be better until COVID happened. Then I lost all faith in the public, and I just fucking hate everything. Because <laughs> you were interacting with them. That's the problem. No, I interacted with them all the time. Like, I was w- way more like, hey, yeah, I'm Jeremy, I'm Jeremy. What happened was it was just like I had, like, a third of my patients just, like, stop trusting healthcare providers, and it, like, got weirdly political. And it was just like, I've known you this many. I've taken care – you let me put literal, like, things you could call poison in your body that might kill you if you take enough. And you're worried about this whenever – it just it became this entire thing and it really really hit me deep you know we took a hit although we couldn't get covid shots because you know the government their infinite wisdom didn't allow us to order them because you know there's a walkers across the street mm-hmm. um oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah, then when they it, couldn't do it we all stepped up and did it and now we're doing that yet again because mm-hmm. cvs cannot actually get people in for COVID shots, and I will not pay $7,000 to get an initial round of COVID shots. It, well, exactly. And th- that's really like, we were looking at that a couple of days ago, is that, you know, your wholesalers have a minimum order of, you know, of 30 shots. Well, you know, that's almost $4,000. And plus now I hear they have an expiration date of like December. So it's like, I, 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 yep. yeah, I, I can't stock yep. four grand worth of stuff Oh, with what? Uh, a three-month expiration date? I mean, unless I get like three a sign-up. expiration date. Unless I get like a sign-up and come in on a weekend and just do those. I mean, it, it seems a little bit um, impractical for independent pharmacies to do that. Uh, it's uh, totally uh, impractical. The bitches of the system. Anything that other people don't want to do, they're like, you know who can do that? The indies. They're fine. They'll do whatever let you them, want. Yeah, yeah but during true. the pandemic, the indies handled... COVID vaccines, like we had to step in because they fucked up. At this point, at this point, let them do their thing. Let them let them shit the bed and do not come in afterwards and be like, "Oh, we'll take this because it's the easy money." We need to take a step back and not do it. That's true. I mean, that's true. And it's fucked Mm -hmm. up because we should do it. We have to take a stand at some point. I mean, I have, I have been a major part of the same independent pharmacy for 20 years. So I was, when Jeremy was in high school. Oh, I grew up in independent pharmacy. Yeah. I oh, was there. that's right. That's Both right. of them we did. Both no, of them at that that's point. That's my thing. Oh, like, man. All of these like shows that are coming out now about like, it was about my area. I knew all the people that were in like these books and these shows. Like I knew them, and the fucked up thing about it was like it was just like, oh, no one saw this coming. We did see it coming. Oh, That'll be on epidemic. So... We told everyone. That's yeah, the fucked up thing is they were just like, oh, we didn't. They didn't care because coal miners and hillbillies were dying. We saw it years oh, and yeah. years coming. They did not give a fuck about us until it started spreading up to Roanoke, and they got to Roanoke, and the rich kids started dying in fucking Cave Springs. And then they're like, oh, my God, what's this? Then they fucking cared. It was happening for fucking years. No. So, I, Jeremy, you were the canary in the coal mine? Uh, no, my people were. <laughs> my people were. Your people My dad, were. he was screaming about it. 
Fucking everyone was. No. We all knew. Your Archie dad Tong is was. awesome. We love your dad. Dad is excellent. I do love that man. I well, yeah, he's your father. I hope so. Yeah, it'd be weird <laughs> if I didn't. Yeah, no shit. No, I mean, it seems No, like but it was just like they, they had like these docs and everything like on these like shows where they're just like reenacting them and blah, blah, blah. We knew those people. It was weird. No, it, like, it's, it's weird seeing it. it. It almost seems like independent pharmacies are, in fact, the canary in the coal mine. Because we saw the opiate bullshit happen, uh, you know, and people spoke out. And, of course, we were ignored. Also, when, you know, all the PBM shit happened, we were screaming. Nobody cared. Now, of course, everybody fucking cares. It's yeah. like, well, where, where were you 10 years ago? When, when we were screaming. The are getting hit right now. They are. Oh, I'm sorry. United Healthcare is fucking you over. Well, <laughs> well, welcome to the fucking club. Exactly. Take a fucking. I love over. you, physicians. All the physicians out there, I do love you. But also, I fucking told you forever. Yeah, yeah. No one All took right, our AP, side. For I gotta anything. know. What do you think of Doctor Glockenflecken? I I so want to be on like his podcast, but I think I swear way too fucking much for him that I probably offend him and his wife. But no, I I I followed him since the start. I do think I he has a point. His point is maybe like a bunch of years too late, which, which is I mean which is normal because you know obviously the the shit rolls downhill. And we got hit with the shit first. We screamed. Nobody listened. Now he's getting hit with it and his colleagues. It's one of these things that now they're bitching about it. But you know what? Yeah, it's good to bring awareness to the public. But at the same time, is it too late? Have we passed the point of no return? I mean, when I got out of pharmacy school and I started working, uh, there were like 20 independents in town huge amounts now there's probably four they all they all went out of business they all sold out they couldn't do it anymore i think a good portion of it didn't have you know young pharmacists to like carry the torch for them and to work for them because you know how can you compete with like the chains who are offering like thirty thousand dollar sign-on bonuses you can't yep i mean you you can't i mean they spent not the entire generation of pharmacists Right. And even people within my family, they went out and like I had one who went out and took the fucking bonus, even though we had shit lined up for him. Well, it's to the point that they had no people coming out of school who who wanted to work, who would carry the torch, because it does take a certain personality to actually work for an independent. I mean, you didn't need to show some empathy and you need to show some compassion and you need to be money smart because. You know, your paycheck is not being funded by some headless corporation. Mm-hmm. Your your paycheck is being funded by the guy who's probably, you know, 20 feet away from you in the back on his laptop <laughs> and getting viruses. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's one of those things that just like there is a whole like you know, there's a whole culture around independent. You need to be money smart. And unfortunately, what I see a, a lot of these independents nowadays are using their software auto-ordering for, like, generics and stuff. You know, they put the inventory in. When the stock gets so low, they auto-order, which is the absolute worst fucking thing you can do. Worst thing is auto-ordering. Because we have, where I'm at, we have four wholesalers, and we shop around. 
You know, it's like we we get screaming deals on stuff, and that's the only way you can make money. So it's either either you you save money and make money, or you or it costs more in the long run uh, for convenience of having your pharmacy system auto ordering shit. And that's where a lot of independents fail is that they don't shop around. And every independent should because that's how you stay afloat. Auto feels better. Have your system do auto feel. Therefore, you actually look at it and you're looking at everything else and you're in disease. You can check later. Well, that's and true. Even if it's like you can't do, quote unquote, auto feel, especially on Part D things, you get alerted to it. Yeah, that's the best thing to do is so, in your operating system. The thing that I see, the big challenge about DAR fees and, you know, so they are, you know, measuring patient compliance on these unknown metrics of, you know, if, if you're like, if you're a diabetic and you're not on an ACE inhibitor or an ARB or you're not on a statin, you know, they, they basically ding you for it. But there's no yeah, way they for do a- that. So we won't reverse things out and run it on cash. Right. They do it so that we won't actually take a hit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's well in their plot, but, but the problem is that what if the patient, what if the patient can't take a statin? There's no way to tell the PBM, by the way, this patient can't take a statin. There's no way to do that. Or right. if a med has been DC'd, there's no way to transmit. By the way, this med has been DC'd. So we get dinged on shit that's 100% out of our control. Of and course. We pay, yeah, and we pay for that six months But here's later. the here's the real secret. None of it matters. They're dinging this anyway. You're right. You're right. I mean, and that's what, you know, Believe me, if you're like nihilistic, the world sucks. I have been. That oh no, way. PBMs and the healthcare system definitely sucks. Oh, they. No, no, that, they suck. that is all just like, it's just a front. They're no, it get is us anyway. No, they are. They're gonna find some way to get money back. But yeah, I mean, that's what the challenge is because, you know, you have a patient who's non-compliant. You can't control their compliance. You're not their fucking babysitter. You're not their caregiver. You're not going to call them every day and say, by the way, did you take your statin today? No, you can't. It's it's unfeasible. You know, people Fill it need anyway to... and give it to them. Well, the problem is. But is you we... can't because they won't let you. Well, you can't because then you fall under fraud, waste, and abuse. So do you get exactly. dinged? Do you get dinged on fraud, waste, and abuse? Or do you get dinged on the DAR fee? Which exactly. is a lesser of two evils. So it's just like, do you want me to do my job or? Yeah. It's ridiculous. No. And the absolute worst offender are these Part D. Prog- I know, Jeremy, you don't do many Part Ds because you live in. Part D years. is a federal plan, Jeremy. That's yeah, let me know. I do, I <laughs> do let, a let lot of Part D. No, so you it, it's not like the vast majority of my things, but I have a lot of older patients because there's <laughs> retirement homes everywhere here. You are, well, I mean, you are in a college town. You're drinking Jameson, so I'm going to call bullshit right now. <laughs> On your number of Part Ds. So now that we're coming to the end of our drinks, any parting thoughts? Angry Farm, State of Pharmacy today. Oh, State of Pharmacy. CVS Pharmacists, I support you 100%. Other chain pharmacists, you know what? They're treating you like shit. Make your voices heard. Us in the indie sector support you 100%. Your local pharmacy association may... (laughs) Probably support you. Well, the Kansas 
And the Missouri Pharmacist Associations both went in wholeheartedly in support of these pharmacists doing yeah. this walkout, and which is encouraging as hell. It, it's encouraging. I think we're at a turning point when it comes to pharmacy. I think that right now, if there's any change to be made, it's got to be now because if it doesn't, it's never going to happen. CVS Caremark, thank you for the DAR fee so I can only afford black velvet during this meeting. <laughs> um, follow me on Twitter, like and subscribe. What else do they say? <laughs> uh, Lauren, what about you? Again, I echo the AP's comments. Cheers to the Kansas City and all the pharmacists that stood up either last week or this week and walked out and really allowed themselves to not be taken advantage of anymore. I know Cut there's a lot of bitches. people. I mean, they good for them for finally <laughs> getting together and I agree. See what we've been shouting for years. I think that this will be hopefully a turning point as AP said earlier, this is a, uh, I think we will look back on this and be like, okay, this is when, there was really our voices this, being heard. This is the time you really think. This yes. Well, I think this is. I think this is one of the catalysts that will get more attention. That's what I think it is. I think it's not. This is not going to be the defining moment because no, no offense, we've been working on this be so much fucking we... longer than they have. So we deserve some credit. Yes. The independent That's pharmacy. And on that note. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thank you for listening to PBM on the Rocks. We'll see you next month. To learn more about Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency and how you can help fight PBM abuse of our healthcare system, visit our website at truthrx.org.